Good. You over there. Um, welcome to the first podcast of Cross Culture and TPC Japan. Uh, yeah, we don't exactly have a name for it yet, <laughs> but uh, I'm here with my co-host. Uh, he can introduce himself in just a moment. Uh, I'm going to introduce myself first. As you know, my name is Kareem. I'm up, we're up here on Facebook, so you're not going to find this uh, any other way at this moment. Um, and uh, today we're starting out a podcast just discussing some issues, uh, discussing uh, an interesting book uh, that we both read. And um, as far as my channel on uh, YouTube, it's uh, TPC Japan. Uh, and you can find me there enjoying kanji, uh, enjoying Japanese culture, enjoying that mix between um you know, my culture, bringing that to Japanese culture and um, kind of my journey there. Um, you can also see educational materials and, you know, kind of find out about the you know etymology of different characters and um, what I see in the characters. So, yeah, without further ado, uh, I'd like to allow my co-host to introduce himself. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Ace. Uh, I'm from Cross Culture, CXC, as it were. Um, my channel is basically bringing the cross and culture together, you know, the intersection of cross and culture, you know, where faith is made real. I have some videos up when I visited TPC in Japan. Uh, so definitely take a look and listen at those. But I'm really excited for this podcast to jump right into this book. Uh, a lot of issues have come up, uh, a lot of deep-seated stuff that I'm working on, but it's it's such a good book, definitely. Thanks for the recommendation. I don't know, and I have to thank um, you know some of my friends through Facebook and WhatsApp for actually pointing me in the direction of the book. Um, let's let's get into the book. So it's uh, on the beautiful struggle by Tanahisi Coates. Uh, I have that in the banner here at the bottom, and. Um, yeah, I didn't know who Tanahisi Coates was. I didn't even know how to pronounce his name uh, about one month ago. But wow, what a powerful, you know, luminary in uh, our community and in the U.S. right now. Um, what can I say about uh, the author? Um, you know, he uh, he's very uh, intellectual and critical uh, of uh, not just you know some of our leaders, but on the state of the situation in, in the U.S. Um, I can add some links later uh, to allow him to speak for himself. But uh, yeah, you came here to hear what we have to say about uh, his material. Um, what can I say about his book? You know, I didn't realize that it was, you know, a true autobiography, um, even picking it up. You know, it says the beautiful struggle. And you start going through these chapters, talking about this young uh, black youth and, you know, his relationship with his father and um, and his brothers and, you know, just you're going into this thing about this guy. And at, um, I want to say the last chapter, that's the first time I heard uh, throughout the whole book that uh, I heard his name. And like someone said, Tanahisi. It's like, oh, okay. This is definitely about the author. Uh, so uh, did you get any of that? Well, Easy. actually um, listening to it today, it was kind of like mm. you said, It you don't really get that sense that, it's really an autobiography straight mm. about the author. It's mm. very, um, it's like old school rap, you know, always mm -hmm. telling a story, you know, mm. and he's just moving through 
And one thing, mm. and I, I, we're supposed to be discussing chapter one today, but I definitely jumped into <laughs> chapter two because it was just it's so good. I couldn't stop. Mm. So he yeah. actually does talk about um, mm. an instance in which uh -huh. somebody calls him Tani. He said, oh, ah. that's what they called me, Tani, ah. instead of saying my full name. And I was ah. like, oh, okay, all right, all right, I see you there. <laughs> yeah, so it was, yeah. It, it's, he kind of withdraws himself from the situation, kind of uh, giving himself a bird's eye view mm -hmm. of everything that's going on. And you get that sense when you're either reading it or listening yeah. to the audiobook. book. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I'm sure that's intentional. Because you know mm -hmm. everything that happens in the story is is dictated by the author. It's not just like oh surprise this thing was published. No, you know he <laughs> intentionally did that in the second chapter. In the first chapter, um, he said oh uh, oh that's Coates boy, all right. And that, uh, that yeah 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 yeah. I was like okay all right so it, it is about Coates, but you know is it really him? Yes, Tani. Okay, and then finally in, in the last chapter, Tani he see Coates if you don't and back in this house you know one of those right, types don't spoil of spoiler. I'm not there yet. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. That's you know, no. It, I mean, it, it, it really is about the beautiful struggle, right? Um, no, it's you know his his struggle um, with you know high school, uh, his struggle in his neighborhood, his struggle in establishing himself in university, and you know um, keeping the grades, staying at the you know good school. I'm not going to ruin it for for folks, but you know. Man, I've been there. I've been there. We've been there. All right. You know, yeah. these are you're, uh, you're listening to, you know, uh, three relatively young black men, but we're adults. Right. And we've been through the university thing and never been locked up as as the, you know, hey. some of the statistics try to uh, make you think that that's all, you know, this country has to offer or that country has to offer. Um, no, we've been through the whole thing. And um, you know, our experiences are not going to be the same as everyone else's. Your mileage will vary. But, um, you know, I, I could I could see parts of his journey, things that I didn't experience, things that I was, you know, sheltered from, but then also parts that I could relate to. Um, the uh, one thing that we we all have, um, a, a, you know, a, a taken is our experience of fatherhood and or the absence of, you know, father. Definitely. So like. You you can't come into this world without a father, period. You know, so right. you you know that that is step one. But your experience with that person and um, you know how you interact with them over the years is such a big topic. It's so huge, so hard to unload that I just need to just toss it over to my co-host and and just <laughs> you know as a father because you know he he has his perspective on it too and he's you know all right go ahead I'm not even gonna go ahead. <laughs> so um, like you said, everybody has a father. Um, but I feel like the degree in which the father is present mm. is the important part. Um, the degree in mm. which any parent is present is the important mm. part because you can have moms that aren't there, you know, and mm -hmm. they had to birth you, but you can have maybe the mom left and the dad is the one who mm. stayed or, mm. um, in black culture, mm -hmm. it's usually the man who has maybe four or five kids from three, four different baby mamas. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a startling thing to kind of wrestle with and to get mm -hmm. over because you're, you're almost, 
you're almost mm. pigeonholed into this stereotype like oh well mm. you know why aren't why aren't you having sex yet why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that and it really can sit with you you know in certain ways like oh well you know mm. you're not doing this yet so what's wrong with you you know are you mm. um on the other side of the fence you know are you gay are you bisexual are you this are you that and labels are now, thrown around when when do, when do those labels start to fly because i mean yeah <laughs> it's it's usually pretty early because mm-hmm. um it's just there i don't i don't i don't really know like what mm-hmm. age you know you really start mm-hmm. to see that but definitely mm-hmm. in middle school you hear about yeah. people experimenting you know well, that that's, type of thing that's the thing like so we we i think that people do across the board you know just not like as, as a black youth or whatever but as um you know just people in our generation they ex- start experimenting when you know yeah. um they start approaching puberty uh you know uh, 10 11 12 12 13 14 you know uh, the girls tend to be more mature and they're looking for guys that are a bit more mature. And, you know, uh, the boys, like our, our voices are still cracking, you know, like, I mean, yeah. So, um, you know, that uh, the, the thing is, though, that I, I think I perceived in, in childhood or in that, you know, young adulthood, um, adolescent phase that we we're expected to do more or have experimented more or in fact be more uh experienced than maybe some of our peers you know um and and that expectation i was feeling that not from only from the girls like oh this boy don't know nothing you know like no but just like almost the culture just seems like it's moving you in that direction Uh, what 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 um what did you experience So, I mean, that's that's where I, I want to kind of go with the degree of the father being there. Mm. Because my dad is West Indian. And mm. all the West Indians out there, you know that they're not mm. usually the most affectionate people. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. So my Talk dad about was... Talk about father. I mean... No, I, I, I experienced it, it too. <laughs> my dad's a West Indian too, so I can't, I can't talk outside of my experience. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's usually that they're not most affectionate and, um, you know, you get all of these projects when you're in middle school and, mm. and, um, talking about how, how you came to be and where you came from and, you know, mm. know your parents' story because it's part of your story. Mm. And I looked to my father, mm. but he gave me like the very bare bones, you know, these are the mm. facts, you know, nothing mm. more than the facts. So well, it he, was a he little gave you hard. He gave you the I mean, fact. he gave me he gave me a family tree. Okay. And that was about it. That that was mm. not not his experience in anything. Just mm. family tree. Mm. So it was a little hard to mm. know how mm. I should approach different situations without mm. his foreknowledge of um as Tanahisi Coates uh yeah. kind of coins it. He says the alleyways that we found original, mm-hmm. he had already been through. He talking about his father. He's talking about his so father. So it's like, like mm-hmm. we're thinking we're navigating by ourselves. Like, oh, you know, uh, my dad ain't never done nothing, nothing like this. So let me go this way, do a little something yeah. here, and do it. 
And it's like dad already knows, like, oh, if you yeah. go down that way, you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna end up in some trouble. But I yeah. didn't I didn't have that those nuggets of wisdom when I really mm-hmm. needed them. And mm-hmm. those times where you're really trying to to um solidify your identity, mm-hmm. you know, especially in, in middle school. Oh man. Middle school. Yeah. But I mean, you you went to a, a pretty nice school as i recall was um, oh i went to masters <laughs> well that's all right so that's that's the relationship that i had with my dad um you know he where he wasn't there in presence he was there you know financially um uh, he was there symbolic symbolically to say that i'm going to provide your education um but the but the type of education that i got you know was and like a social setting was quite different from um, the people that were directly around me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that uh, kind of, I mean, upbringing, I mean, you have a type of upbringing in the school, like they're, they're, you know, teaching, this is what life is about, not just through the books, but through what you see around you. You know, if you have, you know, this much, you know, uh, financially, then, you know, you're going to be surrounded by nice things. Um, you're going to have, uh, I mean, you're, of course, you're going to have your your uniform and stuff like that, but you're going to, you know, have access to nature and like, nature walks and camping and, you know, uh, fishing and all this stuff. Or that's, you know, that's really not part of the, the normal school experience. I don't think. I don't think. No, it wasn't um, part of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got instruments that you can play, but, you know, you're just like a little kid. You really don't, like, appreciate that stuff until you're a lot older. And I think that like my dad expected me to appreciate it later. Um, may not appreciate it at this point, but he's making an investment now where he can't invest his time and his presence. He's going to invest, you know, um, the fruits of his labor and he's going to, you know, pour those into his child. And, you know, um, you know, it's just that when you're, when you're at that age, um, you want that thing that you can't get, you know, and I wanted that. Uh, I wanted that from my dad. Like I wanted the thing that the other kids didn't have, you know. Um, and you know, I I I, I kind of had to had to wrestle with that. Um, I, you know, I I admired him, uh, but I couldn't admit it. I wanted to not be like him. I wanted to be better, but I didn't really see him for what he was because you know he wasn't exactly there, like present, you know. Um, President, president. He was present as much as he could. And, you know, when you get older, you learn to kind of give your parents the, the benefit of the doubt, uh, as I think, you know, Tanahisi did uh, as well. Like he could see kind of both sides of his father. But when he was younger, he was just like, like, you know, this, this, you know, fascist uh, leader. But he, he was on top of his stuff. You know, he could show Big Bill, you know, one of his older brothers, like, you know. Uh, basically, uh, this is this is what life is really about, and and straighten things out, you know. But but there was also this um, this conflict, you know, and so we call it the the struggle, maybe because there was this conflict between um, spiritual leader in the family and you know track record in terms of like uh, you know if you if you're saying you know from a, this you know Judeo Christian background, they're supposed to be you know father. Uh, mother, uh, husband, wife, you know, that whole thing, then, you know, why is there this kind of discrepancy? Why are there other kids? Why did I come into the world like this? You know, 
um, you are, you know, uh, a, a member of this denomination. And this is how things are supposed to go. So why is there, you know, uh, this kind of disharmony there? You know, um, when I was a kid, I, I, I kind of knew um, implicitly that things didn't quite match up, but I didn't know how or why. And, you know, I didn't really accept people's humanity at that point. If you're supposed to be a god, then you have to be a god. What do you say about that? That's kind of the the thing that most people will kind of... They'll shield their children from certain things. And Mm. I understand that there's nothing wrong in shielding your children's eyes from things that they're not supposed to be seeing. Mm. But when it's something like a relationship that you Mm. have with, you know, your baby daddy, your baby mama, Mm. your husband, your wife, boyfriend, Mm. girlfriend, and there's a child involved. Mm -hmm. Seriously, personally Mm. for me and my daughter, I want to be as truthful as I can, Mm -hmm. as long as she, as long as I feel that she's ready for it. Right. And even if she's not ready for the whole story, I have to give her Mm. some type of sugared down, uh, sim- simple, simple, simple thing to get mm-hmm. her until she's yeah. ready for. So it's it's to that point that children, we don't mm-hmm. give them their due because they are very intuitive, very mm-hmm. intuitive. Like you said, you, you kind of had this like, oh, it's not really matched up, but you didn't really know why. And growing up, I thought that my parents were divorced. Like, uh, yeah, they just yeah. never got married, <laughs> you know, and uh, finding that out, it was just like, oh, okay, all right, well, <laughs> hmm. what do I do with this information now? I mean, you how know, nobody really, how many times it. did you need to, yes, how many times did you need to, ex- to explain that to other people, though? You know, like, oh, yeah, my mom and dad never got married, yeah, so, oh, so they oh, didn't have God. to get a divorce, you know, like, oh, we don't, we don't get that, you know, uh, what is it? 60 percent of American marriages end in divorce. That's not like, I mean, <laughs> our community they're not getting married in the first place, <laughs> right? Not at all. <laughs> but oh, I know that's not somebody at my door. I know that's oh, not somebody. Man. At my door. All right, you got to continue right on now. the topic. Hey, you got to continue all on right. the topic. I will be right back. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So, just growing up, I see the banner says, you know, thoughts of black men and youth. It's it's hard to find our place in society uh, as black men, given that usually we don't have a black role model. Um, sometimes not even our fathers are there. Uh, luckily enough for me and TPC Japan, our fathers were there. You know, whether it wasn't the degree that we wanted, but they were actually there. In the book, Tanahasi Coates says that his father has this kind of um, danger zone, I think. It's the age between 12 and 18, where young black men are kind of uh, disillusioned. And I can see that in so so much of our culture. Um, when I was growing up and even today, um, Tanahasi Coates, his big brother went and bought um, some rings and his father upon seeing them said these are not real like you got duped and 
his son is saying, no, no, I paid cash money for these. These are 100%, you know, uh, 24 karat. And he's like, you know what? Let's go get them smelted. Let's go get them smelted. And if it's more than 10 carats of gold, I'll pay you for the rings plus interest. And of course, this man thinks he has it in a bag. I'm like, well, man, I, I'm going to win over my dad. I'm going to get a little extra money and I'll be on my way. They get them smelted. They get them proved. Turns out that it's not as much. But instead of his dad saying, oh, well, you know, that's it. That's your loss. He actually goes back to the place that his son bought the rings. Then he tells him, hey, these aren't real. You duped my son. So you're going to have to pay up. And it's that type of role model that a lot of black men need in their lives. You know, because that area between 12 and 18 is so crucial because we we see all of these entertainers and, you know, basketball players and, you know, they got all the nice ice and the nice cars. And we want to be like that mm -hmm. because most times you don't have a role model that's close enough to us to say, hey, that's fleeting. Mm -hmm. They rent that stuff. Hey, this is mm -hmm. a real story. And we have to wrestle with that sometimes. You know, it's it's in the, the back of your mind, the, the image of your father and how he handles things. Whether you like it or not, that's going to be in the back of your mind. That's going to be the backbone, yeah. you know, when when things get rough and, you know, I mean, if you're if you think that you're nice on the basketball court and you're going to make your career out of that, that's great. That's fine. You know, as you, a young kid cr coming up. But when it doesn't work out and you're thinking, OK, what am I going to do next? Who am I going to you know, uh, who, who's my role model? You know, even subconsciously, you're thinking how your father handled things. And if you're, you know, the son of, you know, a professional basketball player, then maybe, you know. You'll try to find a way like your dad did, but yeah. uh, nine times out of ten, you're gonna be thinking back about your father. And if you don't have that clear image, you're gonna be looking for father figures. Um, mm -hmm. You're going to be doing kind of somewhat like childish things that you know a, a grown man, you know, grown man would you know, know how to guide you away from, um, kind of help you see the error in your ways earlier on. Um, you know, it's. Uh, that that is that is the struggle, you know. That is the struggle, and uh, this book talks about some of those issues, and uh, it, that's why it's one of our recommendations. And um, you know, as uh, you know, father and you know, potential uh, father going forward, uh, you know, I continue to to look for you know, people that I can admire. Uh, you know, my, my, of course, my father's there, and I admire him more than. Uh, you know, I did when I was a kid, you know, now seeing him as a human being, um, contacting him like every day, reaching out to him, you know, maybe in ways that he didn't do before. You know, through my education, I started to learn that you can't just blame, you know, someone else for your your surroundings. You, when you're a kid, you yeah. can. When you're a grown man, you have to, you know, look to yourself, you know, and say, all right, look at the man in the mirror and say, what what can I do better to improve? You know, yeah. um, you know, like I'm responsible for tomorrow, even if my parents were responsible for yesterday. Um, here we are today. And, um, you know, I, I can see the steps that, you know, he he took to help get him to where he is 
and I can use it as a hint. But you know what? That's not going to be enough. Like I have to face my own challenges. You have to face your own challenges, yeah. uh, you know, head on. Otherwise, you, you know, you can continue to blame society and then society will catch up with you. And society's not nice, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, that's yeah, that's fine. my so, 50 cents. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. You got a question. He's got a question. It was it was um, I don't know. Okay, so we had this this meeting at work, right? Mm-hmm. And it's something that we do like once a year. It's an all staff meeting. You know, everybody can mix and mingle, see people working on different projects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we're doing this icebreaker, and it's like, oh, you you go, you know, you have two circles, one on the outside, one on the inside. People on the inside move down the line. You know, oh, move over one person, move over three people, move over five people. Okay. So no, just no, the in, just the inner no, just the inner circle moves. Okay. So think okay. of it as like the people on uh, the outer circle stay clock. there. Yeah. yeah. Clock and, tick, and tick, then tick, the tick, minute tick. hand. Ta, 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 ta. Yeah. Hmm. So I think one of the last questions was, "What's the best advice that anybody's hmm. ever given to you?" And I've gotten a lot of advice over the years because hmm. when I was young, I was dumb and people. told me about it right um but one of the best pieces of advice that i've Mm. ever gotten actually Mm. did come from my father Mm. and it's it's such a roundabout way because uh, i don't know if my dad really knows how to show affection now Mm. i can see when when my daughter is around him he it's different than when i was a kid yeah but grandfather he said Mm. yeah right (laughs) it changes i don't know It, it changes west indian men um, he said, when I started going to college, he said, be good. And if you can't be good, be careful. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's, a, it's such a roundabout way to say, think about your actions. You know, mm. he could have just said, oh, you know, think before you are, look before you leave. And I was like, mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever that, you know, yeah. but be good. And if you can't be good, be careful. And he would say that before getting off the phone with me because my dad mm. never says bye. He just said, oh, I'll talk to you later. Click. I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, I love you. No, nothing. I'll talk to you later. Click. Oh, okay. But he started saying this. Mm. He started saying be, be good. good. Be good. And if you can't be good, be careful. Mm. And, it, and it, it, you know, the first time it kind of went over my head, you know. Uh, mm. He's just trying to be funny. But then I started thinking about those words. It's like, mm. if you can't be good. If your actions going forth are not seen as good, mm. then you will have to be careful. Mm. You know, if you're doing something on the wrong side of the law, you mm. will have to be careful. Well, you if better you be catch careful. Up with you, yeah. <laughs> you better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh. that's just mm. what it is, and it took so long. It took 18 years of my life mm. for me to actually, not only for him to give me advice. Because he'd given me advice before, you know, oh, brush your teeth, you know, make sure you use the bathroom before you go to bed, you know, all these little things, you just, uh, whatever, dad. Yeah. But for me to actually be susceptible, yeah. yeah, to be like, okay, I need that. I need yeah. that. Let me have that. <laughs> that's, that's, but I mean, what's, what's, I mean, I know, I know your dad. We know each other's dads because we're, we're related, mm. we're cousins. Yeah. Um, but what's, what's a piece of advice that your dad gave to you? that like you 
Oh, like he's like, yes. It's one, the clearest one. And he, he always refers to my grandfather who had, my grandfather had 64 legitimate children. What? Yeah. 64 uh, legitimate no, in the 64. sense that he claimed. Children. 64 he claimed. You know, so, 16 by my grandma. children, not, yeah. not like descendants, like, oh, no, these no, children, no. grandchildren, great. No, sir. Children. 64. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, he, he started over 100 businesses. Um, mm. one, one thing that people said about my grandfather that he said that, um, you know, why do you have all these children? I think he was talking to the BBC or something, you know, or one of these major news networks. Uh, and he was saying that, you know, basically to the effect that if every time he has another child, he has to work that much harder. So he didn't, you know, he, he took responsibility, but wow, you know, 64 kids. What a, what yeah, a giant. That's, that's crazy. But, but the same man also said something to his first son. And I have to finish with this, unfortunately, because, you know, it's our time. But he said, um, if she, if she being, you know, the, the woman in your, in your life says that she wants to break up, you get down on your knees and you thank God. You thank God. All right. And no matter how it feels at that time, you thank God. And what an interesting thing to say. Uh, and horrible place to end. But when I think of she, when I think of she, who is she? She is, you know, uh, she is kind of the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a great book that and we're going to end up talking about eventually. But basically, when we talk about like the voyage of man through life, it's almost like life or the voyage is the earth. And the earth is this. It is a woman in a way. Okay. And this is this this is like some high level stuff, um, and our 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 job is to explore, you know, and to cultivate and to weather that storm, to go through, you know, this storm of life. And when that yeah. storm of life is trying to beat you down, because you know gravity is trying to take you down, and the storm is trying to wash you away, and the wind is trying to blow you away, you know, when all those things are happening and you know, she's trying to kick you out. You get down on your knees and you thank God because God is above that even. Um, mm. So, yeah, you know, don't, don't, I mean, love, love, love your wife, love your woman, whatever, you know, but, oh, you, you know, there, there's a, a verse that says like, you know, don't like love the world, love the world, you know, he that loved the world, mm. you know, and, you know, this is, this is for one of my buddies though, because he was, and talking about how he's gone through th- some things with his wife and what he expects, uh, you know, he's expecting this type of love back from her and he's not really getting it. And, you know, there's four types, four types of love. Right. Um, you know, you got the phileos. That's that's right here. That's right yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You're right. You got right. agape. That's right here. But it's mm-hmm. also you're trying to emulate that as a man, as a man, you're trying to emulate that type of sacrificial love to your wife. You know, that's that's what the black widow does for for his wife, you know, or for his mm-hmm. his mate. He gives his life. That's it. Yeah. That's what that's all we You're can right. do. We 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 have a direct, um, you know, uh, path, a direct spiritual pathway to God. And it's for us to now demonstrate that same love that Jesus gave, you know, giving his life for his bride. Right. So mm-hmm. that's where agape is. Um, and, and men, men, we do not need to expect agape from a woman because that you lose your life. They're not made that way. 
All right. And I'm all right. I, I really want to get down on this, but you know, we, we have reached. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. The, the go last thing. No, no, no. I mean, there's, there's two other types of love and that's arrows and that's uh, storge. All right. And storge mm. is that, that family love. Right. And arrows yep. is that, is that love, love. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's about. You know what it's about. I, mean, yeah, I don't yeah. need to go into an explanation, but you know, what we can expect from, from a woman is arrows and storge. Um, what we should deliver to our wives is that agape love. And what we got right here is filios. And we shouldn't be expecting filio from a woman because you lose your mind trying to do that. You know, it's not going to happen. You're not going to get brotherly love from a woman and you don't need to. All right. You have resources out there. We right here. All right. Reach out, you know, and 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 understand that, you know, brotherhood is brotherhood. And, you know, sisterhood is sisterhood. And it's, it's another thing. And that's all good. But, um, you know, what we'd like to deliver to you guys is, you know, that type of uh, connection, that type of conversation. Open up the conversation. Open up the comment section. Hit us back. It's your boy, Tipsy, Tipsy Japan. Uh, and Ace from Cross Culture. Catch me on my Ace channel, Cross X Culture. Look me up. There it is. All right. That's what it is, folks. Peace. Till next time. All right.